All right, Mama, so excited to be back with you today. We are continuing our conversation on how to let people help you. And I know for so many of you, this is a challenging topic because I know it was for me and I've had many conversations with other people about this, but I hope that this episode just helps you feel equipped, helps you find some freedom, helps you get some time back. Make sure you start in the last episode 137 to hear the beginning of this conversation. Conversation. This is a continuation of this, but I'm excited for you. And speaking of being in community and leaning on each other, make sure if you haven't yet, you're in our Facebook group. It's such an amazing community of women that are dealing with this mom stuff together. And so we can lean on each other. We can encourage each other. We can talk about things that are going to bring us closer to each other and closer to God. And so just make sure you're in there. That would be a great place to talk about these kind of topics too and get some maybe advice on how to have these kind of hard conversations with our relatives and our husbands about um, how to get more help. So uh, you can find it at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Morning Mama Facebook group, or you can go on Facebook and search for Morning Mama Collective. There's also a link in the show notes. So all of the places would love to see you over there. Um, my good friend Lauren runs it and she does an amazing job just getting amazing conversations started and encouraging everyone. She has the gift of encouragement on her life and she's just amazing. So would love to see you over there, hear your story. You are incredible. But let's, without further ado, dive into our topic today. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, so let's just go through these and touch kind of on, on each of these categories. So we have relatives, money, time, and marriage or gender roles. So starting off with relatives. So I know there is so much that can be assumed on both sides. Family is complicated. Family is usually not easy. It is uh, has so many deeper things you got to figure out and work through. And these are relationships that aren't going away, right? And so, and there's so much, there's just so much with family. (laughs) It just gets complicated. And so it's it's so important to work through this stuff um, for yourself to be healthy and for your relationships to be healthy. Ultimately, the other person is also going to have to make a choice to be healthy, but you can choose to make that step for yourself and it's going to extend to them. And so what I want to say to you is you need to have a conversation with them if you struggle with this, if you struggle with them coming in and cleaning. Um, And you need to ask about their intentions. 
Say, hey, you know, I'm kind of struggling with them. Tell them about your insecurities. Say, I feel like I'm not a good enough mom when you come in and do my dishes. I'm curious, like what, what you were trying to do with that or like, why, why is it that you come in and do the dishes? I would love to know your heart, uh, to understand more. Cause I know I'm being triggered by it, but it doesn't mean that, um, I should be triggered by it, you know? And so just have a conversation, be real with them. And that's going to open up so much, first of all, um, for, just that resentment to be gone for the bitterness, for the discomfort. Uh, you can just have this open communication. And again, my belief is that 90, maybe 99, I don't know, most of the time, this is going to be a conversation that goes well. And there's going to be nothing that is underlying their wanting to help. They probably are just wanting to help they think, wow, I remember when I was a mom, this was a lot of work. I don't mind doing their dishes. This is, you know, I remember when someone would do my dishes. It was amazing, right? Like (laughs) they just want to help. And that is amazing. Now I do want to touch on just for a minute because I have heard stories, um, of family members that were through their help being manipulative. Um, you know, there, there are times where this help can have strings attached where, um, you know, they help. And so now they expect you to do something for them or, um, you know, there, I know I had heard about someone that they were staying in, they were renting a house from one of their relatives, I think something like that. And, um, you know, when that relative would come over, they would like, just do all kinds of things that weren't necessary to clean. And it kind of was more about them wanting to kind of control. They didn't trust them to take care of the house, um, even though they are very clean people and much cleaner than me. (laughs) So all that to say, but you know what that needed? That needed a conversation. And I can't remember if they ended up having the conversation. This is a while ago. Um, But so, so there can be circumstances where it's not a healthy relationship. And with that, that's why boundaries are so important. And I have some episodes on boundaries from last year, like around Christmas time. Um, Let me see if I can find the numbers for you. Okay, this is another series that I did. Um, I think it starts in number 35, so going way back. Um, And then number 38 talks about like unsolicited parenting advice. Um, 39 talks about our boundaries, biblical, um, I think there might be some more in there too. So go back around there. Um, for sure. Those, those numbers you can, you can dig into and just to learn more about boundaries because it is super essential that we understand boundaries. And so what this looks like is that we set a boundary and we say either yes to something or no to something. And with that, we, we don't worry about what else there is surrounding that. So if I say yes to something, it's my job to not have any resentment towards that. Yes. It's my job to say that yes, out of a clear heart. And so ultimately whoever I say yes to that, it's not their job 
to say, oh, she's doing too much. I'm going to tell her to slow down. I'm going to tell her to, to back off. That is our job. And so we can set our boundaries as needed with our relatives and, and say, okay, so, you know, we have those conversations. We say, okay, so you're doing this because you just want to help and you love us and like, you don't feel obligated. There's nothing else behind it. Great. We would love for you to do that. Um, and so we say yes. And now we don't worry about what else might be there. We don't worry about them, you know, having the wrong intentions. We don't worry about if they're feeling overworked because they have that, that option. They get to decide if they're going to do the dishes or not. And we can remove ourselves from that pressure of trying to take care of them or, or trying to, to make sure they feel, you, you know, valued or don't feel pressured to do it right. Like that's their job. If they need to change at some point to be like, Oh, I can't do your dishes anymore. Um, or I can't come into your house like this. Like that's their job to have that conversation. And so we can accept their help without worrying about the rest of it. Now, if there are expectations that are unwanted that come from them watching your kids or doing your dishes or whatever it is, and now there is um, an expectation that you're going to um, have dinner at their house three times a week. I, I don't know. It's an extreme example, but um, or that you are going to go on um, family vacations or that anytime they call, you're going to come over. Like Whatever those are, whether they're uh, explicit expectations or... Um, you know, uh, unsaid expectations. And if you don't want those expectations on you, then you need to be clear. So first of all, have a conversation and say, Hey, if you're going to do the dishes, we, we still are not able to come over for dinner on those nights. Like we can still come every other week or once a week or, you know, whatever that is, but we're not able to do this thing or, you know, and make it explicit. Make sure you say that clearly so that now you are in a place where it is on them to decide if they still want to do the dishes or still want to watch your kids. Cause they know that this other expectation they're putting on you is not going to be met. Now, you also can make the decision, all of this should, yes, have lots of conversations involved, but you can also make the decision to say, no, hey, we would um, appreciate it, or we're not going to have you come and watch our kids anymore, or not going to have you do the dishes, or whatever it is, and, and this in kindness is not coming out very kind right now in my tone of voice, but you're going to say, like, we're, we're not going to have this anymore, um, we appreciate you, and we love you, right, and so you can say no to the help that they're offering if you know that there's strings attached that you guys have talked about, and you're not okay with those expectations on you. So essentially, it kind of comes down to lots of communication, right? Lots of calling things out. And now like, you know, maybe, okay, so go to the first scenario. So say you said, yes, we would love you to still watch our kids and do the dishes, but hey, we can only come to dinner once a week. Okay. So now say this is happening. They're watching your kids or doing the dishes. You're so grateful. You're telling them that this is awesome. But now, and you've defined, okay, once a week, but now you, there's, there's days that your your mom or whoever it is calls and says, hey, can you come over again? Or, or um, you know, maybe they say it in more of like a manipulative kind of way. And if you're clear and you say, oh, hey, we're still not able to do that, um, we, but we will be there Thursday night like normal, you know, and you spell that out and that's still creating 
tension or you can feel the resentment in their voice or you can see it in the way that they act towards you or you know when when that's happening, that manipulation is kind of happening, then you can change and say, you know what, I guess it's not healthy to have you watch our kids because we're not able to have a healthy relationship with this because we are not able to come over three times a week, only once a week. And so we're not going to be able to meet those expectations. So I hope that helps you guys a little bit. Obviously it gets a little complicated trying to talk about all the nuances that can, that can happen, but let your yes be yes and your no be no and set those boundaries where you want them. Okay. So there can be that manipulation piece. However, I think most of the time that is not there. And so I want you to be careful. Don't just assume that is there. I want you to go in and have these conversations ready to hear what they have to say, because often pride can disguise itself and make us think, especially if we haven't really healed this area of not feeling good enough. And so we can go in already kind of triggered. And so pride can kind of disguise it and make us think, well, they're manipulating us or they're, they have, they said that there's no ulterior motives, but there really is right. So we need to be careful that we are not falling into that trap because we need the help. We want the help. And if there's nothing behind the help, then we, we want to embrace every bit of it. And this is going to help you in many ways. Okay. So I hope that made sense. Family is obviously a big, um, category. This comes up in probably the biggest where we struggle and it gets complicated and we're trying to work it out. The biggest thing again, that I have to say is have conversations, be open. I know they're hard. I know they're scary, but you can do it. You're an adult. You got this mama. (laughs) Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is money. And this one again was hard for me for such a long time. And I shared a little bit of the examples of that. And you know, for some of you, I know this is going to be a a more challenging conversation because some of you are really struggling with money and there is really probably nothing you can reallocate. Like you are on a tight budget. You guys are, have your budget honed in, you know, exactly your expenses. You're very, you know, like you're very good at all of that. You're doing the Dave Ramsey plan, like all of that. And that's great. And so this might not apply to you quite as much. However, a lot of us have some flexibility in our budget. And I say a lot of us, not insinuating that everyone is rich, but because we have different priorities. And so some people, I use this example a lot because it blows my mind and it's okay if this is your priority. I just, I don't personally understand it. Their priority is Starbucks. Like they want to go to Starbucks, you know, multiple times a week, multiple times a day sometimes. And that is like where their budget goes. Now, again, that's totally okay. I just, I love my cup of coffee at home. So I I don't get the appeal as much, but, but there, that is a decision you're making to use that money towards those drinks. And, or, you know, if we're talking about drinks, I mean, going out to eat and, you know, having a drink at a restaurant or a bar, like that also is another, you know, category. So within that, there is opportunity for you to flex around your money. And so you've got to figure out what your priorities truly are. And if you are wanting help and you're like, yes, I hear you, Brittany, I can't do it alone. I need some help. Then you need to figure out if you're money is going towards your true priorities and you can reevaluate. Okay. Do I want five Starbucks this week or do I want two hours of babysitting? Or maybe you say, okay, I'm just going to get one Starbucks as a treat a month 
and I'm going to use all the rest of that money to hire a cleaner to come once a month. And that's going to do all the deep cleaning and I won't have to do that deep cleaning anymore, right? Like we can figure out how to reallocate this money based on our priorities and we can really figure out how to get some help in there. And so what I have learned for me, and this was a total mindset shift, but I feel like now my time is actually more valuable than my money. That was something that took me a long time to get to, but I now am more than okay to use my money to buy back my time. Because when I do that, I get more freedom. I get to do more of the the gifts, using the gifts I have. I get to be more present and enjoy those moments with my family. I get to um, run in the lanes that God has for me. I get to relax more, like whatever it is, I get to buy back my time because time is so, so precious. Like, especially in these seasons of littles, like there, everything is going fast. There's so much we're carrying. Like we can give away time in a second, right? To, to manage it all, to manage the church schedule and the friend schedule and the, the marriage schedule and the kids schedule and the work schedule and the house schedule and the, like there's so much, right? And so if we can find ways to buy back our time and let people help us, then we are going to get more freedom, more peace. We're going to be able to just become more of the people God made us to be and do more of the things he has for us on this earth. And so before, like when I thought that I just had to do it all myself and I couldn't hire people to help me, all I was doing was proving that I was stubborn, (laughs) like and stealing my own time and using it for things that I did not find joy in. Now, there might be different seasons of this. You know, I want to make sure I'm teaching my kids how to clean and that they're not expecting that someone else is going to do it for them. And so, you know, when my kids get a little bit older and we have a bunch of them, they're going to have chores. And so it might be a time where we don't have our cleaner come anymore or, you know, he only comes like once a month or whatever often to really get the hard areas. Um but, and so this can shift because I do want to teach my kids how to do that for themselves. I do want them to know how and to be a part of our family. And so it can vary. But right now I am 1000% okay with buying back my time by hiring a cleaner. And for me, that means like, I don't do all of the things that I see other people doing, right? Like Starbucks, like getting my nails done. I do my own nails, even when I'm pregnant even when I'm very, very pregnant. I don't know. I think that is a stubbornness in me. I don't know what it is. It just isn't enjoyable. I don't know. So I do my own nails, which also means I don't do them enough, but I'm very stubborn about that. I also don't like shop at Nordstrom's and, you know, like these, these really high end places. Like, so there are ways that I have to make um, sacrifices or shift my, where my money is going, but that allows me to then get this time back that I'm wanting. Okay. So that's, that's money. Um, now time, we kind of already talked about that, but again, I think that this is the most sacred commodity, um, it is more important than money. It is more important than things. It is more important than, than anything. And so if I, again, can get more time that I can run my business and I can have time with my kids and I can 
spend more time with my husband. I'm going to fight for this. And so I filter like my decisions on this about how to get help and like what that looks like. I filter it through my core priorities. So, you know, that goes through God and then marriage and then kids and then my purpose, my calling. And so if I can prioritize these five things, these four things in this order, that is how I make these decisions about where to get help, where to say yes to help to, where to allocate resources to get that help and to buy back time with God, time with my husband, time with my kids, time with my calling. And through that lens, I'm better able to do all of these really important things in my life. Now, Any of you that are like, well, I can't afford a cleaner. Okay, I can't afford, I can't reallocate. Now, cleaning doesn't have to be horrendous either. Like, I just want to say that for a minute. There are so many ways to get on amazing routines. Go listen to Chelsea Joe. She has not just her academy, but her podcast, which is free, uh, Systemize Your Life podcast. And she talks all about her cleaning routines. And she spends like 20 minutes a day cleaning. That's about it. Um, And I think she has a cleaning block once a week. That's like an hour or two, but that's it. And she's obviously very organized and very clean. So this doesn't have to take over your life. There are ways to get around it. But again, (laughs) get some help. Figure out what she does. Get her systems and routines going on. Like, you know, don't try and figure this out alone. Okay. The last one I want to talk through is marriage and gender roles. So I said this a bit ago, but while I believe that God has some different things to say to wives and husbands, I don't believe he tells a specifics about who needs to cook, what chores need to be done from who and who takes care of the kids and who does that. Like that is not, there's nothing in the Bible about that. Okay. And so we don't have to feel like as wives or mothers that we have to do it all. Right. And that again goes back to that pride and that inadequacy and trying to prove our worth and trying to show that we're good enough. But we get to decide like what our motherhood looks like and what our roles as wives look like. Obviously, both of those need to be done in partnership with our spouse and talking through, you know, who's doing what and and figuring that out. Like we, we, you know, obviously just can't decide like, oh, husband, you're going to start cooking because I heard Brittany's husband cooks and now you're going to do that, right? Like it doesn't work like that. But I think often we end up taking on more responsibilities as mothers and wives because we feel like we should, like we have to, like that's what culture has done. That's what our mothers did. Like, you know, whatever reasons are behind it. And so we end up, um, either just taking that and not giving our husbands an option, or we, we speak out of the mindset that it's our responsibility alone. And so it's like, it infiltrates the mindset of our marriage and our husbands might be more open and willing to help. But because of how we talk about it, it makes it seem like it's on us. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't get to the laundry this week. Oh, I'm going to work harder, you know, and maybe that's coming from someone that works full time. So it's like, um, and again, if that's your role in the house, that's fine. But often it's like, oh, like we just think it's all automatically falls on us without even having a conversation with our husbands, without even trying to like map out, hey, let's figure out how we can be a team in this and what that looks like. And so I want you to get out of, out of that mindset that it all needs to be on you, that it all needs to be run by you. And again, this all goes, a lot of this goes down to conversations. Start by having a conversation with your husband and talk about 
what he thinks. Talk about what he enjoys doing in the house. Talk openly about how you're feeling and how overwhelmed you might be and, and how, um, you know, you're just struggling to keep up with it, but you're, you know, you really want to create this peaceful home and you really want to have more time with the kids, but it's really hard when all these things are going on, right? Have a conversation, share openly without like, uh, attacking or, really try not to get emotional either. I mean, you can be a little emotional, but not like manipulatively emotional and, you know, where he just shuts down and it's too much. But like talk to him about this and what it looks like and what you guys can do as a team. And you do need to kind of have some awareness of your mindsets before you go into this conversation because you wouldn't believe like how much of your mindsets around this come from your parents. Like I I know like my parents have very typical gender roles. My mom kind of does all the cooking, cleaning, that kind of stuff. My dad is the one that worked. She would work sometimes, but she would, you know, always take over like all of that cooking, cleaning, you know, housework kind of stuff in the kids. And so I, you know, now even struggle at times, even though like my husband and I have agreed on certain things and, you know, every, like everything is fine, but I will have guilt sometimes that comes up or, or worry that I'm putting too much on him. Like when I'm going out of town to work or, um, when I have him cook or whatever these things are. And so you have to be really aware of your mindsets and how they're going to come out because if you get triggered, it's going to, you're going to end up trying to take it back. And just trying to do it yourself. And that's not what we want to do. We're trying to release some of this control. So have some conversations with your husband um, about gender roles, about his mindsets around them, about yours. Uh, figure out what yours are before you even go into that conversation. And just try and figure out what it can look like to be a team and what his strengths are and what he can bring to this area. You know, maybe he doesn't want to clean, but maybe he doesn't mind watching the kids for an hour or two on the weekends. You guys can like work something out, right? You, you can get creative and figure out how to use the things you guys enjoy the most and do this together because you should not do it alone. Okay, now I know for some of you, with a spouse specifically, that's going to be more challenging. Maybe your spouse is not supportive at all. Maybe they work really long, crazy hours. And so that's going to be more of a challenge. And I still encourage you to have that conversation and figure out what you guys can do and what you can make happen. But I also just like want to encourage you guys to get creative. So um, we're ending this episode and I want you to figure out who are you going to let help you? Are you going to let a relative help you? Are you going to hire someone? Are you going to get your husband on board? Or are you going to, like I was just saying, get creative? And I want you to figure out before this episode ends what you're going to do, at least just one thing this week, to let someone help you. Um, Some ways to get creative. Okay, so if some of these, like if the money is tight, if the husband isn't there, if you don't have relatives near you, you can do a babysitting swap for an hour or two a week with um, a neighbor, with a trusted friend, like whoever that's going to be and have, take turns, right? So you're just taking on their kids an hour or two a week when you already have your kids already, already going to be crazy. And then you get an hour or two week to yourself to get some of that cleaning, cooking done or work done or like whatever it is that you're needing. That doesn't have to cost anything. Okay. Um, another like cheap way to get childcare that I, I've shared about a lot cause I used to do this, um, get a gym membership. 
is the best because usually they're pretty um, inexpensive and you can go every day. And I know at least the gym that I used to go to is at the, the YMCA, you could get two hours of childcare for free. Now, some of you beasts out there, um, you amazing workout warriors, you need that two hours and that's amazing. <laughs> I'm not that. If I, if I go for 20 to 30 minutes, I feel great. So at least that's where we're at now. So I would take the rest of the time, the rest of the hour and a half and I would, you know, shower later and I would take that hour and a half and I would go get work done. And this was actually before I had um, any kind of like official jobs or, or things I was doing. I was mostly just volunteer work for the church and I would go and work on stuff that I had to do then. And let me tell you, it was amazing. And I would use that time to also go through some of these courses. I think I was going through the Systemize Your Life Academy at that time, something, something like that. And, you know, it was amazing to get that time. And then you also get your workout in, right? Like this is an amazing way to really get buy some time back. Um, you know, another thing is if someone at church offers to take your kids for a bit, you trust them, let them. Like, don't feel like you have to say no. Don't feel like you have to be polite. Like, Follow up with them. Be like, hey, you're wanting to take my kids. Like, can we schedule that? <laughs> I don't feel like you have to say no. Um, another idea is to ask for babysitting funds or babysitting for, for that matter um, or, or a cleaner or whatever it is for like Christmases and birthdays. So if there's people already getting you gifts, like ask for some funds to do that. And I know that's not going to necessarily go too, too far. Um, but even if it's going to get you a little bit here and there, and that's like a priority in your life and you don't really need any other like gifts, you know, I know it's always hard to right? Get like, figure out what you want as a gift. Then, then get some, um, some of that to be used for babysitting, cleaning or whether they're donating their time or their money or whatever that is. So just some ideas, you can, a lot more uh, possibility of creativity here, but my encouragement to you is to not do this alone. Get out of the mindset that you've got to do that to be a good enough mom, to, to be a good enough wife. Like we were not meant to do this alone. So I hope that you go and find some help and say yes to help and have some really amazing conversations. And the next time your mother-in-law wants to do your dishes, you're doing a happy dance and you're not bitter and resentful behind uh, the wall. Okay. All right, let me pray for you. God, I just thank you that we are meant to be in community. God, I thank you that we were never created to be alone, God, and that we're meant to just support each other and rally together and um, bring our different gifts just to make our lives in this world better. And so God, we just pray for wisdom. How uh, Show us how to expand our time, Lord, so that we could do more of what you have for us, God and we can be less overwhelmed. And God, I just pray for um, creative ideas to pop into these mama's minds and different conversations they need to have. I pray for courage, Lord, and peace in those and wisdom, God. And uh, we just thank you for your plan for us to do things together, God, and that um, we don't have to do it alone. And you're just so good to, to plan us out that way, God. So thank you for, for what you're doing. And we just pray for, for more of you in all of this, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. 
Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.